RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. I'm sure you heard last week that online supermarket Supi went into voluntary administration owing an estimated $3 million after one of its key investors pulled funding. And if you go back a bit further to June, we had Sarah Bale, the founder of Supi, on, and she was really upbeat about the whole uh, enterprise back then, and she was telling us how they were about to expand into physical shops, the level of food wastage that they were trying to address, etc., and it all seemed pretty good. But last week we hear that they have gone into voluntary administration and were even struggling at one point to pay anyone out in terms of wages, etc., though someone flew in and saved that, according to reports I've been reading. So what is the state let's say, of the broader retail sector in New Zealand. Carolyn Young is the Chief Executive of the Retail Association, and we thought we'd ask her on Reality Check Radio to gauge this. Carolyn, welcome to our radio station. Thanks for coming on. Kia and thanks, Paul. Nice to be here. So were you surprised to hear about Supi? And I know you can't go into that detail, but it is, you know, it speaks to, to the sector. Was that a surprise for you? Uh, yes and no. Um, you know, it's a really difficult time to, the last three or four years have been a really difficult time to launch a business and to be able to be sustainable through lots of different spaces. You know, during the COVID time, it was pretty easy to sell things online because nobody could do anything else and people were quite cautious about getting back into the stores in, in the physical sense. So, you know, it was probably a good time to launch an online um, business, but then how do you ensure that you're continuing to meet the demand as people are uh, moving about freely? again. So, um, you know, not knowing the ins and outs of their business model and um, marketing strategy, maybe there were some challenges in that space. But on the other side, what we can also say is that we are seeing a significant increase in um, liquidations in the retail sector. Okay. Uh, the latest forecast that came out uh, last week was saying 87% increase in liquidations in the retail sector, which is the highest um, level of liquidations in New Zealand in terms of the business sector. So, you know, it is a really difficult time out there and businesses are really struggling um, with the cost of living crisis, inflation, wage pressures, um, not so much for Supi, but crime. You know, crime has been a really big thing. I mean, they would still suffer from uh, cyber fraud and things like that. But all of those things, and you add them together, you just get continuing layers of stress and um, pressures on businesses and, you know, price increases in that um, supermarket, you know, fresh fruit and veggies and all of those sorts of things. It's a, a big um, um, bit of pressure on, on uh, both consumers and retailers around how to find a sweet spot there. Yeah, so um, you mentioned some of those uh, issues having, you know, uh, big impacts on retailers. I see inflation is the at the top of that list, inflation. So that's the biggie, right? Yeah, it's absolutely a biggie because that's causing us to have price increases and we've got some wage pressures as well. And, and those wage, you know, there's only so much a business can absorb in terms of increased costs before they start having... But that's to a double up. whammy right there. That's right. Yep, that's absolutely right. And, and you know, people, you know, in many parts of retail, it's about disposable income. So, you know, if you're thinking about buying a, a luxury item or just some a new a new item of clothing or a new pair of shoes, they may not be a they they might be a want, not a need. And so, therefore, as your um, the pressure on your um, weekly income is squeezed through increasing prices on essentials such as you know supermarket costs, 
um, your power costs, your fuel costs, all, we forget, you know, fuel has gone up significantly. When you think all of those extra costs, it means in areas of disposable income, people are stopping spending as much. I was talking to a retailer on Friday based in Auckland, and he's been in business 41 years in the in the retail sector, and it's been the quietest year. He said um, the other Wednesday, I think it was this Wednesday last week, that it was the quietest Wednesday ever. Wow. And then it was followed by a really busy Thursday. There's no actual trends hmm. following for them at the moment. When He's looking back on years and years of data, and he's got really good data on his sales. And he's now seeing a similar level of foot traffic, but lower sales levels. So right. people, when they are buying, they're buying less or the, the value of the item is less. So his turnover is lower. He's got the same number of people coming through. So he needs to get some um, fresh eyes and invest in some marketing strategies, which all cost more money in a tight um, economic climate where you're really squeezed already. So, you know, really tough out there, really tough. And and not seeing good trends of, of um, sales flow is really tough for retailers. So we can say then it's there's a recession. We're in a recession. You, would you say that? Uh, well, we're close to it, certainly. Yeah. Um, 87% increase, though, in liquidations, or I suppose that's bankruptcy in the end. I mean, that, that tells you something, doesn't it? Well, it does tell you something. I'm not um, qualified yeah, to yeah, say okay. the big Well, it feels like one. Let's say but, it feels like one. Um, I was reading an article the Westpac put out their latest um, forecast on uh, ch- uh, Tuesday last week, and their words were something teetering on um, on recession. So you know we're we're there or thereabouts, and it's you yeah. know could go either way. So it's pretty close because we've had recessions before. I've been around for a bit and can remember a few you know flat times over the years. Yet you're saying this is according to the gentleman that you were mentioning before. This is the worst it's ever been. Yeah, and and um, and that's tough, right? Because you, if you're in retail, you're about selling goods, and you're basing your sales on previous trends that you've seen. So, if you are a business and you have stocked your business according to the sales that you would normally make, you've got no income coming in to cover that additional stock that you've got sitting in your store. Retailers are really reliant on a really strong fourth quarter because that's the big quarter of the year, and that, especially for small businesses, that sort of sees them through some quiet months later in the year. So, cash flow, as you know, is key. Right now, cash flow is going to be key. If businesses don't have some spare cash in behind them, they're going to be going to their bank and asking for an overdraft or some support to get them through these next couple of months And the hope that we see some increased sales through Black Friday and the lead up to Christmas. That's critical. And you'd have to convince your bank that that can happen. Yeah, if you've got good data, so if you're able to demonstrate what your cash flow is, what you anticipate it will be, um, you know, what your profitability is and, and a good history of what's happened in the past, then you're going to be in a better position to convince the bank to give you an overdraft or support you in that sort of way. If you can't produce that, then it's going to be pretty hard for a bank to say, yes, we'll um, come in and look after you. So if you don't have that good data, um, that may well be leading to some of these businesses falling over. Well, they could um, maybe ease up on some of their fees. I noticed that that's 29% um, on your um, top six issues having the biggest impact on retailers. Presumably 29% of your respondents say that's an issue. Cost of payments and merchant fees. 
merchant fees are a very complicated <laughs> space and they get everybody upset, right? So yeah. there's um, you know, three or four different providers that enable a transaction to go from your FPOS or debit card or credit card through to the bank to enable the sale to to complete and those different parties uh you know it all happens instantaneously for the consumer but they're clipping the ticket aren't they that's right and and that's the bit that we don't see and that comes the surcharge and it's you know it's awfully complicated and and some of the big guys are in a better position because they can negotiate with their banks directly because they have such volume going through it's the smaller guys it's much more tricky with because obviously they um they don't have the negotiating power uh, and you know they're trying to make ends meet as much as the big guys, but they they may well have um, a lower level of sales and a lower um, cost per average sale as well. So that just kind of ekes everything out a little bit more. And with cash disappearing, because it is interesting. Uh, I don't know if you saw the article on TV One last night on the news. They were, don't watch TV One. They they were talking about um, you know the disappearance of cash and, and yep. what is our need because the Reserve Bank are looking at the needs of cash over the next wee while and interestingly um, you know I was talking with uh, one of our members um, and they were saying you know, they're a national supermarket chain and they were telling us that uh, and you know high. Um, in areas where, like in a city, so for example, one of the supermarkets in in a in a Wellington, uh, you know, has three percent of their business comes through cash. But other supermarkets that are in provincial areas with maybe slightly higher deprivation than in a city Wellington, they might have thirty percent of their business. Yeah, go huge, cash. huge difference. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you kind of need to be able to accommodate all parts of the um, of society, and you need to ensure that you still have that available. So it's a it's a tricky situation. But some businesses are going cashless. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. especially um, uh, hospitality and, and cafes are more inclined to do cashless, uh, and some retailers are starting to head that way too. What about? Uh, it seems like an onslaught uh, um, coming at retail from local government these days. Uh, all these harebrained schemes, cycleways everywhere, which let's say, um, let's be honest, remove car parks, strategic car parks in areas that have had them for a long time where people have built up habits and routines of going to particular places in a city under their own transport. They can't land there now. There's nowhere to be, so they don't go. It, there seems to be a disconnect between the responsibilities of local government to foster you know, good business, good retail business, which um, adds vibrancy to your CBD. It's it's not so much of a ghost town when that uh, is working well. Yet there's this constant, it seems, and we've talked to retailers in uh, in downtown Wellington anyway, constant attack on them. It's like they feel they're not wanted, that they've been like forced out on purpose. What do you say to that? Well, certainly Lambton Key and Willis Street's a unique space in Wellington, isn't it? It's been um, a highly desirable place to um, have a retail store and for consumers to shop. And with the changes that have happened, you know, retailers in Wellington are really struggling with a range of things. You know, the, the big government sector that we have that keeps Wellington thriving, you know, they're working from home a lot more. So you've got a lot less foot traffic coming through into town. As you mentioned, yeah. there's a lot less parking available. And we have been very used 
in the past to driving to where we want to go. And so, you know, then you get some of the big stores that are in Lampton Quay or Willow Street that are now moving out and we've got vacant stores. And we haven't seen that in the past. You know, as soon as a store in those key areas have become vacant, they've been filled by another store because they've been prime locations. So there's challenges certainly with um, local things that are happening, whether that's um, about Council's trying to rejuvenate or um, change up the environment and and you know have greater um, areas for pedestrians, bus bus lanes, and you know be really clear on that. But you know remove cars. Um, that seems to be the driving strategy in Wellington. And then in Auckland, you've got lots of infrastructure um, work that's happening down. Queen Street, that's you know really, and in, in, in the ancillary streets, that's well, really. They've done that in Queen Street too. They've narrowed it out and they've cut. If you look at a picture of seventies Queen Street, it's absolutely jam packed, bustling. I worked at uh, the bottom of Queen Street for um, two years just recently, and it went from being kind of like that to just again a sort of an anemic sort of ghost town with mm. people who had dysfunctional lives and nowhere. To, to live roaming around. They did that to Queen Street. Well, it's really interesting and a, a thing for landlords to be aware of is that, you know, consumers are wanting to have a great experience in stores. So they're wanting to have, they're going to go, if consumers are going to go into a store and not buy online, they want to have a, a really fabulous experiential time. And so if you look at the New Market uh, um, Mall or if you look at Britomart and you think about those, you know, beautiful shops that have got there now, they're not necessarily all high level shops, you know, the high range hmm. of the fashion labels from overseas. There are a range of New Zealand stores uh, and 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 brands that we all see everywhere. But the stores themselves are well lit, beautifully laid out, great displays. People want to go in and look in the stores. That's the experience that retail uh, that consumers are wanting to have when they go into a retail store. So we need to have good access. We need landlords to have up-to-date building um, opportunities for retailers to move into. And and a foot traffic is, you know, as you say, absolutely paramount. Yeah, if that goes, it's, it's, all, it's over, isn't it? Want to go into area to shop. Yeah, foot traffic is everything, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely everything. So you've got to not just have access, but you want to go to that area because there's a desirability about what's available there and that you can go into, you know, and get everything that you need in that space. So, you know, really about creating those um, really great experiences when you're going out shopping. Well, with the change of government, I think um, there has been talk of, particularly the Wellington experience, that fun funding for that, which goes into the hundreds of millions, will be cut. And uh, who knows if they've signed contracts, how that will pan out as a result of that. But do you think that um, it's time for local government to lay off retail? Just lay off. It's fix the pipes, all right? I think that's it's a challenge, right? Because we definitely want to have a vibrant city. So we want to encourage people into the city and we need to understand what does that look like in the short and the long term. But absolutely, we need to fix the pipes and well. Because these are green activists who are running business now. It seems to me and many others who listen to our station, they have no clue. They don't understand how it works. Well, um, certainly infrastructure in New Zealand is definitely heavily underinvested in right across the country. You know, um, Wellington's no exception to that. And if you think of some of the issues with the sinkholes and things in Auckland, um, you know, that comes from infrastructure issues. So yeah. we need to find a way to start investing in our infrastructure so that the foundation we've got for our cities is great and then we can build on from there. If we're just going to plaster over the top, um, that's not going to help us long term. 
Yeah, and borrowing money to do the basics rather than funding that out of the rates. Okay, do you have um, do you anticipate having an end to this this new government? Retail is really important. You you've got to have a voice. So, what's the plan there? Obviously, the dust has to settle, and we're going to see how this all pans out probably over the next week or so. But then, what happens for you as a sector and you representing them? So absolutely. So we'll be waiting with bated breath to see how everything lands. And then once we are clear around what the government looks like, we will be um, getting in touch with each of the key ministers. So for example, as you're aware, crime is a really big issue in retail. So we'll be wanting to talk to the Minister of Police, uh, the Minister of Justice around some of those things. We need to yep. think about a cross-ministerial um, solution to some of the youth crime. Um, we'll be wanting to talk about workforce and some of the issues around workforce. So we'll be going out to each of those individual ministers to give them a briefing, to sit down and and focus on you know what are the quick wins that we can get for the sector to help improve the the outcomes for retailers and consumers in New Zealand. So that you know, critical pathway for us is to meet the new ministers. And otherwise, it all just becomes malls, does it? And and big chain stores in mall settings that become the default place where everybody goes and shops, and the old retail kind of evaporates and dries up. Well, obviously, you're going to get a mix of both because yeah. malls still provide a great retail opportunity. It's just a different environment that you're operating in. So, But if it's um, the only place you can take the car, <laughs> right? It's a much – well, depending on the parking and the weekend, right, it can yeah, be easier, okay. but it can also be frustrating trying to find a park. But certainly, you know, um, a lot of the malls do a really amazing job at providing, you know, a one-stop shop to be able to get out and, and shop in lots of areas. And the high streets, they also provide usually unique opportunities to get some individual shops, some New Zealand-owned stores, um, as well as some of the international brands. But you've got to be able to get to it. For sure. It's, and you don't want to be walking miles, right? People aren't, people are lazy, sort of, in a way. Especially after a hard week of work in the weekend, you don't want to be walking two or three kilometres, do you, to get somewhere? Well, no, you don't. And, and I guess it's, you know, it's understanding what the infrastructure looks around, you know, what is the public transport like? What is the parking like to get to the public transport? All of those factors. If you can't take your car into the city, how will you get there and how Free will public transport. Free. Free. <laughs> That'll get them there. Free. Wouldn't it just? Yeah. Could be a lost leader. It's worth chucking in the money for the bigger picture. I don't know. Um, how bad do you think it could get? I suppose we don't really know, do we? You're talking about the economy? Yeah, well, just the retail sector, the economy. I Maybe not uh, at that level, but as it applies to the retail sector, because it sounds like you know, I think it's the trajectory is not too hot right now. For sure. I think it's going to be a tough 12 months ahead. You know, we've got to get through Christmas. We want to see some good sales in that space, but the economy is still in a really um, – delicate balance and I think that and and if we can get through without hitting into recession then mm. that'll be a good thing but we're still you know six eight ten twelve months away from seeing any changes or any cuts in, in rates uh, so I think it's going to be a tough time ahead. Well thanks for coming on and explaining that Carolyn Young Chief Executive of the Retail Association thanks for coming on our radio station hopefully we can talk again I'm sure we will. Fantastic. Sounds great. Thanks, Paul. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.